Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Midlife Mail Podcast with Greg Scheiman, brought to you by Inns Group Insurance. Inns Group is insuring success. From the Gal Media Studios, here's Greg Scheinman. Greg Scheinman here, episode 103 of the Midlife Mail Podcast. Let's do this. Each week, I get to share stories of inspiring men that reveal our humanity and inspire action. It is the mission of the Midlife Mail to help men navigate middle age to achieve a better quality of life. That's what I want. I'm 47. I want a better quality of life. I want to learn from people out there doing it, living it, breathing it, smarter than me, more successful. Let me learn from those guys. Let's tell their stories. Let's bring that to y'all each and every week. If you are listening right now, been listening for a while, or perhaps you are new to the show, let me welcome you and thank you. I'm extremely, extremely grateful, and it would mean a lot to me if you would subscribe to the podcast and the newsletter. And if you like what you're hearing, please take a minute to rate and review us on iTunes and follow me on Instagram at Greg Scheinman. That is how we grow. That's how we expand. That's how more men learn about the midlife male movement and keep us growing. So today, Austin, Texas, that's where I am with my man, Heath Ellis, Path of the Conscious Man. Let me ask if this sounds familiar to any of you. Spent a lot of time in the corporate space, working in business development, most of it building my own businesses, sometimes for others, strategic visioning, corporate, creative, high-intensity startup environments, was satisfying for over a decade. And you know, then it just starts to feel like a grind, you know, unfulfilling, stale. At the same time, You get pings that there was something more out there, maybe a better way. You're not really sure how to connect the dots, make it a reality. Just makes the grind louder. Eventually, you come to understand that there are parts of you that maybe have just yet to awaken, to reconnect. And you want to open up a new lane of love, amazingness, compassion, in your life. So what do you what do you do then? If you don't know, and a lot of us don't know, I don't know. Here's what I do. I get a guy like Heath Ellis on the Midlife Mail podcast, a guy who has taken all of his life experiences, his soul level expertise, and his training, and he weaves together a process of working with men like me, like you 
to unlock your true soul potential, creating abundance in businesses, relationships, and lives along the way. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this. Heath is actually going to tell you a lot more about this, about his personal path, ditching corporate and creating a business in a conscious way that works for him, and how he created the path of the conscious man on this week's episode of the Midlife Mail Podcast. I am sitting here with my new friend, Heath Ellis, path of the conscious man, Hey, who I met at the 10,000 gear sweat crawl in Austin, was it a couple months ago at this point? Yes, yeah. through those guys, yeah. So through the guys from 10,000 gear, shout out to those guys, Eric Hinman, Mike Adala, the guys from Guy Talk, East Austin Athletic Club, it was a super cool thing, came down, met those guys, put the gear on, we did some running, we did some lifting, there were some breakfast tacos involved, and it was a super cool thing, and... Guys, I'll tell you, it actually works. And I'll tell you why it works, because I'm sitting here with somebody that I didn't know before, who I now know, um, and we've done some cool stuff together, and now we're going to do this podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So Heath, welcome. Thank you, thank you. And that was um, just that event coming to town introduced me to so many good people and changed my life here in Austin as a new kind of transplant citizen of the city of Austin. Um, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, right. it's it's awesome to have you here. So let's talk about that quickly at the beginning. New transplant to Austin. How and why? I have been in, I'm originally from Texas. I was in New York for most of the past 20 years. I woke up in December and I was like, I don't want to spend another winter here. I think things are ready to shift in my life. And I went on a little bit of a soul-searching expedition and spent some time in Mexico, some time in Miami, some time in LA, and I finally decided to come back to Austin and put down some roots for the year and launch this new work that I'm going to tell you about and that you know you and I did. And it's been a really great experience. Like Austin is such an, an amazing place for me to kind of reconstitute myself and be close to my family who's in Texas. And I will... Um, continue that process for the next few months and my partner lives in Sweden and I'll be starting the process to go live with her over there after the first of the year visas and all that stuff that that's awesome so if we could backtrack a little bit um a little bit more the beginning of of your story tell me a little bit about your your background and your own career path that also got you to to where you are now and then we'll get into that sure what I am, what I do now is I'm, I'm really a soul coach for men and I help guys find innovative ways to upgrade their lives, their business and their relationships. And if, and kind of an easy way to, to think about what is a soul coach, it's like if you, if you break your leg and your arm and you have these giant casts on and you have to figure out how to be in your life with these casts, like how am I going to get to work if I can't drive, I'm in a full leg cast or how do I, how do I pee, how do I bathe or have sex or eat or you know when you go into work and it's like how do I I can't fly out of town to go to this meeting because I have to I, I'm kind of immobilized what I do through my work is look for these we all have energetic patterns and beliefs and programming and kind of karmic baggage that has just as much of an impact on your day-to-day -day life and your relationships as if you had to go through life with giant casts all over your body. Mm -hmm. So I help guys really kind of find those blind spots and patterns and shift and clear out of them. Really talking about bringing those kinds of things to consciousness and helping them find like action strategies and trajectories to move forward and 
change the results of their day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you get into this? You know, the, the pathway for yourself of saying, here's what I did and here's what I experienced, maybe what was working or what wasn't working that led you to make these changes yourself. And then also, secondarily, commit to it as also a, a, a second phase of your career in your life to now bringing that work to others as well. Yeah, I am. Um... I'm 46. I started a software company in my late 20s when I moved to New York. And at that time, I thought, like, this is the shit. Like, I'm doing all of the things that I want to do. Like, I'm free. I don't have a boss. I'm making good money. I'm building something from nothing. And I built a pretty good business. I brought on some partners that were more experienced in that space than I was. And it just kept growing and growing. And after, I guess, five or six years in, I kind of reached this like plateau of like, okay, this is better than I ever thought it would be. But I kind of don't feel good and I didn't really have anybody around me to kind of help me find out how to feel better in that situation. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna stick it out. Like I'm making good money, I'm free, I'm traveling, I've got all the things that you would think you want and fast forward another five years of this like not feeling of not feeling good just got amplified. But also what amplified was like the money and the success and the teams were bigger and just, it just felt great or looked great from the outside and felt terrible on the inside. So my relationships were failing. I was kind of numbing out all the time. And you know, that looks like all kinds of different things like booze, weed, or just distraction and not Mm -hmm. being present in my life. And at one point I just knew that I, this wasn't, gonna last and I I think at the 10th or 11th year I had made more money than I had ever thought I would make in a 12 month period and I was still miserable so I was like okay like this something's got to change I went on a fishing trip with a couple of my buddies or one of my buddies and my brother and these guys were like having so much fun they had their shirts off they were like drinking beer and catching fish and whatever and I was like hugging a pole on the boat and puking my guts off and they started calling me Captain Concrete and I was just like man this sucks. Like I'm like a shell of who I want to be and who I have been. I don't even really recognize myself. And, you know, I had checked all the boxes on the outside, but I just like wanted to die on the inside. And it kind of like made, that was my decision point of like, the version of me that I like is going to go away if I stay in this situation. And I had let it fester for so long. I didn't do anything about it till it was like, almost like I had to like quit or die. And so I quit, of course. Um, and I don't think that that's the answer for everybody, but I had waited so long I, and I didn't really have the tools to make another decision at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that we talked about, which is, and, and it's an amazing show, what, there's a, there's a lot of this out there, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of this out there. There's a lot of guys feeling like this in the positions that they're in, similar to the ones that, that you're in, uh, And there's now also a lot of guys out there trying to influence and talk to guys about this stuff too. It's almost like there's a lot of help out there because there's so many people that need help. There's a lot of people in the position and guys that need the help. And there's now seem to be some more great guys coming out, trying to help those from from their experiences. And one thing that you said that stood out to me said, okay, well, I quit. And I guess my question on this is, did you really quit or did you change 
you know, for for the better and say, instead of quitting something, I started something new. And then the other point somewhere in between, and we did talk about this is, is it always the answer to quote unquote quit and do something? Or is it having the tools to maybe make a pivot or some slight changes? Or are there things even looking back you could have done differently to have changed your situation within and made it more palatable or made it more authentic and happy? But sometimes we think, we have to go to these extremes. Totally. And I deal with that too. Again, in a big company with lots of partners doing different things. And, you know, you sometimes feel like it has, like it's black or white. I either have to stay or I have to go. I have to quit or I have to hunker down. You know, whereas there's a lot of shit in between that can also be done because guys, you're 46, I'm 46, about to be 47. Maybe in between there, you got a lot of other things they lock you and then the down. And I know you're like, child, like, okay, and I want to hear where you're going. But it's like, this is the part that I really, really fixate on. It's like, how do you try to make those decisions that are best for you that work within the framework of the life context that you are in at the time? Yeah, and I'm that's that reframe is perfect because it's totally true. I I changed my circumstances because I started to really learn more about myself and I learned that like the situation I was in wasn't working for me. And so it's not like I just quit or ran away from something. I just started making something that worked for me Mm -hmm. and then it just kind of shifted the overall dynamic. So when I get into this kind of concept of soul coaching, it's like you have a very specific set of energetic characteristics at soul level. These are strengths and these are also blind spots. And I think what I do is help people in the way that I would have wanted to be helped at this time, which is teach me more about myself so that I can be authentically self-expressed as myself in my creative pathways, in my power, in my life, in my relationships, in my role as a masculine leader of my life and creative contributor to my business. And the what happened was like when I did leave, I met someone that... I went through this process that I do now and it's an, it's called an Akashic records based process. So it's like the reading the energy of your soul record. And when I had that two hour session, I basically unlocked all of the decisions, the patterns that had been keeping me in the situation that wasn't working for me. So like you could just say like, I didn't know who I was. I'm a Ferrari, but I was like on the dirt track. Like that's the difference. And so of course I didn't fucking feel good in the dirt track. So I had to like liberate myself from the dirt track and put myself where I could just like kick ass. And that's really the, that was really the gift of like learning to be kind of understanding who I was energetically and then understanding the roots of why I created these situations. And for me, it was very simple. Like I had this deep underpinning of just not feeling good enough. I didn't feel good enough to do the thing that I wanted to do. So I did the thing that made everybody else around me happy. I didn't have the balls or even the understanding because I think if I would have understood it, I would have done it. But I didn't understand that I had this like constant threat of just not feeling good enough. So then my behavior changed at a foundational level and then my business was built on that foundation and my relationships were built on that foundation. Everything was there. And so for me, the reason that things shifted so dramatically is because that was in my foundation and I didn't know it. So without being able to identify this crack in my foundation, I just it just crashed and then I could see it and then I started rebuilding from there. How important is the money? Like 
Because this is another thing that, that, that I see that happens sometimes too. Okay, you come out hot and heavy, start the business, work in the businesses, build, make a bunch of money, and then find, okay, I'm not really happy. Mm -hmm. There are two questions. One, how important kind of is the money? Because it does, does buy some freedom, you know, in a way to do these yeah. other things. And then the other side of it is, what if you don't make the money? in the first place, you know, or enough to say, hey, I'm done here and I can go off and do these, these other things working within, working within that context too. Cause yeah. there are a lot of us. I don't think one <clears throat> entrepreneurship is for everybody. I don't think everyone's career path is going to potentially lead to a big successful exit, you know, or some crazy surplus yeah. amount of capital, nor do I think it's totally important to be happy and in balance also. There are people that are very happy and fulfilled and, and there's limitations financially to what they are going to earn based on what they've chosen. There may be other areas of their life that are, are lacking or in there too. So with your experience with it, I'm, I'm just curious kind of what your, what your take is. Yeah, and I, I want to preface this with it. my belief system is how I live my life. Like what, I, what my practice is, is my daily practice for me too. And it's a... It's a very spiritual practice, but I'm a really grounded guy. Like I grew up like fishing and playing soccer in Texas and camping and being an Eagle Scout and running a business. So it's not like I am have these pie in the sky like ideas that aren't rooted in some sort of grounded reality. And from a money perspective, like that, the money is what kept me in my company for a long time because it was really good. And I thought like I wouldn't be able to make it another way or like this is a one off or somehow thought like I've done this amazing thing that I never thought I would be able to do. Like I should stay here as long as possible. And the reality for me was like that money didn't make me feel any better. It didn't work. It didn't, it didn't make, it didn't feed me the way I wanted to be fed. It didn't, I couldn't buy my way into joy and happiness, but I was making money in a very unconscious way. And so when I started to become more conscious about how I was doing things, I've started to build like a conscious business now. And to build a conscious business doesn't mean that you need to heal people or help people like I'm doing. You could do something consciously. Like you can be like, I, you know, when we talked about insurance, it's like, I want to work with these kind of people because they fit my vibe and I enjoy being around them and we can go do all these things together and have this kind of life engagement very consciously, mm -hmm. joyfully creating relationships. Then business is just a natural part of that super super abundant and i mean there's versions of that available for everybody mm -hmm. it's just about learning yourself like getting into the roots of you and then i see it as kind of creating trade agreements like every man is like a sovereign state so like if you're a if you're a country and you don't have water you're making all kinds of bad deals because you don't have any fucking water but if you're a man and like you don't have love or you're not feeling like self-expressed like you're making all these weird deals and getting out of alignment with in your relationship or your job or wherever because like you're trying to fill that need or fill that hole. So when you can start to move into your sovereignty, into this like sovereign state of you and start making better balanced trade agreements, even if you're in the same job and you're not blowing everything up, mm -hmm. it becomes more abundant. Like there'll be other parts of your life will become more abundant or then you'll start to download like new ideas of side hustles or different ways to make money that are more in alignment with like stuff that like feeds your soul as an individual. And it's an individual process. It, it's not a one size fits all thing. Mm -hmm. What's your, so now that you're here in Austin, 
and you've done what's your daily routine like what does your day look like how have you engineered kind of this version of yourself now i it's a beautiful question because i didn't have a lot of routine before and since i made the move everything went to zero so i got to start over fresh again so i think i think that's a thing for me um and i through the 10,000 event i met this guy eric hinman who introduced me to you he introduced me to the east austin athletic club and i hired a trainer from there that vladi that they connected me to and he's amazing so he's got me into basically moving my body and building strength and i met eric at this generator athlete lab which is a recovery place here which is really great so i'm in between those two are my anchors of my life here in mm -hmm. austin and i meet the most engaged people that are like want to do good stuff and be in their body and like are very much authentically self-expressed and so that those are my two anchors i get lots of outside time because i'm near parks running all this kind of thing i've been building this program so i've been in my work for close to six years now and i think for up until this year about 80 percent of my clients were women and I had really felt that I want to focus on men's work and providing the structure and framework and process for men to shift their lives based on this kind of energetic approach that I use because it was really helpful for me. And I realized I needed to start talking about that in a framework that could connect with guys that were outside of a the spiritual communities that were naturally just coming to me and, mm -hmm. and I just feel like I've gotten more into my roots. So I'm spending a lot of time shooting content, building my framework, mapping out the, the work that I'm going to do in the future. You mentioned that the majority of your clients were female and going into it. And, and I want to touch on this a little bit, certainly as, as the midlife male you know, podcast and part of where I, I, I go with this is trying to, aggregate opportunity for guys to better navigate middle age and, and live live and achieve a better quality of life. And you touch on the female side and I've got some experiences here, like even when I opened my fitness studio and, and wrote years ago, females seem to be willing to get out there and try different things. Willing to be a little bit more expressive. Maybe I'm generalizing or stereotyping. <clears throat> that stuff is kind of there yeah. for a reason. But we had 90 plus percent of our new clients, of course, were were females. We tried to create an environment and build a place that was going to be more attractive to men, you know, in a way, going in. But just like the females seemed to be more interested in trying something new. They were not as afraid to uh, maybe be vulnerable or, or look a little stupid, you know, like in the class or make some mistakes sure. or whatever and do it as a group. Whereas guys didn't want to come in or they didn't want to look a certain way. Or they would go off into the corner, you know, or anything. Was it? Do you, did you see kind of the same thing like with your work? Like I've got these females coming to me and they're willing to do Dude, everything like, I want I them to do. And the guys are like, no, nah. <laughs> like it's again, it's like pushing that boulder, you know, uphill. Like how do you break through mm -hmm, and say it's okay or try this or do this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of times like I would, guys would just be like, I don't want to go there. And for me, it's like I wanted to rebrand my work in a way that could connect with people guys because I it's I've been through this situation it's like I know that I know what it's like to be a little bit disconnected from yourself and how that ripples through like your relationship like I've already been married and divorced I like had my company and kind of crashed out of it 
and I'm building a really conscious relationship now with my partner and a conscious business through this work and communicating to guys like, you know, the best thing I do is like share my story, share it in a way that's really vulnerable for me. Like, yeah, like I cried a lot. I had to like really had some serious breakdowns. Like I was questioning whether I wanted to still live or not because everything just seemed so fucked up around me. But I realized that I could, sh it was because I had this like shifty foundation. I wasn't really fully self-expressed and I wasn't like allowing myself to embody the masculine, natural masculine leadership that we all have. And so when, and I was just like checked out. And so it's like, you don't, when you don't know what to do, even if you want to do it, like it's a problem. Mm -hmm. And so I help people like fig figure that out for themselves. I also want to ask you about face-to-face -face versus remote. You know, or, or where the audience, where where the comfort factors and levels are with a lot of this too. When we first did our our consultation or session or or whatever, you know, whatever we, yeah. we actually call this, you know, we did it by Zoom. Yeah. Okay, you've got your own headphones on. I'm sitting in my office. Then I had to readjust. You know, like you got to see each other. But we're not in the same room together on this. Um, I put a lot of content out through newsletter and through. You know, through the podcast, so not face to face, but you can hear it in your own car, wherever you want to. And I was having this conversation even on the way in with a buddy of mine, um, who was talking about guys expressing themselves, and he had gone to this retreat and didn't know a lot of these people going in, or, or he was there speaking at a conference, and these guys ended up working out together. And the first part of the workout is a lot of, you know, let's just whip our dicks out and see who's his biggest. We're competing and doing all that guy shit. And then the second phase was recovery kind of sauna stay like hey and, there, and all of a sudden guards started being let down conversations started to be happen happening and then it was we all get on a plane and leave and do you think there's something to this sharing and expose through where you can be a little bit more open and expressive and gain a little bit more value and, and be who you want when there's not that I have to see that other person, you know, all the time. I got to work with them. I got to be around them. I got to be in the sidelines of the game with, with these families, with our kids out there and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, to some of the, to, to the value of some of that, because I, I kind of see it like some of my best conversations and some of the, my, the people <clears throat> that I'm closest to authentically, therapeutically, if you will, they're nowhere near me geographically. Yeah. I have um, the process of talking is the linchpin of all of this, like healing and feeling better. And once you start, like when I started sharing like this, like I, I go really deep. I kind of create the container by going as deep as I can and being as vulnerable as possible. And then it gives people permission to come in and like whatever feels good or is coming up for them. And doing just starting that remotely is great because then you go back to your life whatever but it starts it's a muscle like once you start to use it and once you feel the relief of being able to communicate and be authentically self-expressed it's like it'll start to to flow into the rest of your life and like if you what happens is like if you don't if your your relationships where you're not able to be authentically self-expressed like it's kind of like you said you'll start talking about like the big deal or the you know how big it is or where we're going or whatever instead of talking about like man I'm so glad I fucking met you because like since I met you, my life really changed a lot. You know, this kind of depth of conversation and that also happens in your marriage, that happens in your business with your clients and it's like people may not know about 
consciously what's going on, but your consciousness kind of leaves and then it's just like the body's going through the motions of the deal or the sex mm-hmm. or the meeting or whatever it is. So I think that like even remotely, like it's a beautiful opportunity to go in and meet people and then you can take it back to your circles and start to share that you'll start to see it differently. But it's, it's like a no pressure thing, but it's definitely very freeing and liberating and it the, feels safer to go mm-hmm. share like that with a stranger. But then it just becomes who you are because it just feels so good. What's the reluctance of guys that you've that you've seen? You know, and now you've made this transition from a majority of, of clients that are female to pretty much working almost exclusively with guys. Only guys. Yeah. What's what's the reluctance that you've seen? Fucking fear. And I also still have fear. And it's it's you're afraid of Consciously, it may be look like, oh, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to make as much money or I'm afraid like I'm not going to like be able to save my marriage or be a participant in my family or be a good provider or a protector. But it's it's also there's much deeper fear of like not accepting yourself, not really loving yourself, a fear of like not being good enough that shows up like that's like really the deepest emotional patterns that mm-hmm. are the root of all these other things. And so I really like, try to help people get consciousness of that because like once you can understand like oh i i'm not really scared of shifting my job or saying something different in my marriage or whatever i've i'm actually fear of like losing love or that i won't be accepted or that i'm not good enough to play this role in the world or i'll look like i'm in crisis yeah you know i mean and and that that's not not a good and that's not a good look you know over overall yeah, you know, it may not be as good of a look as, quite frankly, the yellow Porsche, you know, or anything. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but I'd rather go that way, okay? Because at least that looks like I'm quote unquote successful, mm-hmm. yeah, or in, in there too. But I don't want to look like I'm in crisis. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I and I hear that a lot. Like, oh, you know, great, you're giving, you know, you're getting everybody out of their midlife crisis, or you know, or how's the midlife crisis doing? It's like, okay, is that in and of itself a defense mechanism? in there too or is it like what you said hey we're working out and exercising different muscles to to improve and get better and what's the point of working the body what's the point of working the finance what's the point of working if you're not working the other the other muscles as well no point like it, it you're just like piling on and, and and it's what happens is if you ignore that then that's when you have to go through what i went through mm-hmm. so what my the beautiful thing about what I'm doing is I can help people navigate out of that situation without the big pile on and destructive burning down my whole life kind of factor. Mm-hmm. So it's like, don't wait until you get cancer to yeah, treat the cancer. Exactly. It's like if I take the steps every day to not get cancer in the first place, yeah. okay, or reduce the chances of getting cancer, I want to go against the genetics that I have as much as possible every day. To ensure that I don't get cancer and pass away at 47, okay, like my family history in there. I'm not just going to wait and then try to throw money at the problem or treat it later or whatever it is. Is it? It's exactly that. And in really kind of understanding these, the challenging thing is we don't have, it's not like you can't see the belief system on the wall or like the cast on your leg. It's hard to kind of point that to self-select into like, oh, I have a belief system that says like I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy of making money or I'm not worthy of love, especially for a man who's not even thinking about this shit. You're just thinking about delivering, you know, 
fucking and killing and, you know, hunting and get, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, but there's the time in the world now is like, these things are coming up and it doesn't have to, doesn't mean you have to look like you're going into a crisis. I think that's another reframe of like how you did earlier. Like I didn't quit my job. I just like started, I'd figured out who I was and started doing more things in the lane of who I am. And we're not in crisis. We're just out of alignment with ourselves. And so Mm -hmm. if you could take small actions and bring more consciousness into how to be more in alignment with you, things are going to flow better. More love's coming out. More love shows up in your life, more abundance, all of these kinds of things. So it's, it's a thing. Yeah. And I think it's a great point. I think sometimes it is just a simple step back in a way. And maybe a simple conversation or series of conversations to say, look, this is what's going pretty well. This is what's not going so well. What if I did more of what was going really well and less of, of what was not, you know, overall in there and start to look at it. It's like there are a lot of guys that run certain aspects of their lives really well. Yeah. If you took the same skill set, I was like, if you managed your life the way you manage your business, I would say if you if you managed your health and your fitness the way you managed your business, like you could start to apply some of the things that you're really good at in different ways. I mean, you would never allow two, three, four underperforming quarters at your business. Never. Why do you go to the gym every day? And get nothing out of it, like, you know, and underperform it. You don't have the right, again, trainer. You don't have the right pro. You don't put it, you read the newspaper on the, whatever you may be doing, you're basically underperforming every quarter and you do that over and over again. Or the same thing at home. You're not having the conversations. You're not doing the things that you're supposed to be, or you know that you should be doing. Apply the same discipline that you have in certain other areas where you are doing well. Apply it to the areas maybe where you are underperforming. But is it that we just have trouble getting uncomfortable or, or getting comfortable with being uncomfortable? Or it might be easy for me, easier to go exercise and do it because I really like it. I like reading about it. I like thinking about it. I like training a vision. Really hard for me to like, you know, balance finances. You know, like I just, I just really <clears throat> don't like looking at all the numbers and the checkbook and they're like, it's just set it on auto pay and forget it. And maybe things are pretty good. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it, is it stuff like that too? It's, and I'm, I'm totally an example of that. Like I spent all my time in my business and on like my energetic and emotional health and I neglected my body for a while. And so like, that's really like this Austin life for me has been more about that. Like applying everything I've done everywhere else in the world into like my physicality for the past mm-hmm. few months. Um, and that's why all those people like you and Eric and Vladi and just have been such a inspirational kind of place. And like, that's what I can do for other people from an energetic and emotional and kind of spiritual health thing with real results. And the reason yeah. people don't do it is because it's, fe- it's, it's, it's scary. Yep. And it's interesting. You make that point I mean, you surround yourself or you put yourself in environments and around people that can help you get better in the areas that you need them. Yeah. And you know you do it in that area right now because you found that and are obviously open-minded and willing enough to do that. I'm doing it in the uh, trying to do it in the other areas too. Going okay, who's smarter and better than I am at these areas? But I do really respect what they're doing and how they're doing it in aspects of their life. What can they teach me? Like how can I serve and help them? But then how can they also help me improve in these other areas? Because that that'll get hopefully get me closer to this balanced man mentality mentally physically emotionally spiritually financially like okay where do i have to fill 
some other areas that I, that I can improve on in there. And it can't just be the ones I'm already pretty good at. I, the work isn't truly effective unless you, you get into the areas where, you know, I'm not really doing a great job over there. Um, I may even be throwing money at that problem, but I'm really still not doing a great job at it. Yeah, and I think that it's it's definitely a balanced approach. I through my practice I see all these different life areas. So you have professional self expression, you have your primary relationship, which is sometimes your relationship with yourself or your partner, you have friends and family, you have like re- rest and relaxation, which is like vacation, what do you do with your time? And it's like all of these different buckets. There's probably a couple more that I'm not naming, but they need balanced attention. Otherwise mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like you're driving on a car with two wheels or three wheels or something like that. And I think that when you're more balanced like that and it, you don't have a lot of times people are just focused on one bucket like I have to fucking perform in my job and I have to make more money or I have to you know that's the thing that's going to lead to everything else it's actually not true that's just like if you're just going to bench press all the time and think like that's going to like fix your body it doesn't work like that there's a balanced approach to all the muscle groups and movements and sometimes it's strength sometimes it's movement sometimes it's mobility or cardio or whatever like the man is like that too, mm-hmm. energetically and emotionally. And I think I missed to kind of finish your question about money. Like, cause I, I think money is, money is freedom of choice, but it gets dangerous when you tie money into your self-worth. Mm-hmm. And like when you tie that into love or your value in to yourself or start comparing yourself to other people in the world. Like when I left my business, I left a lot on the table because I was in a state of, I had gotten to a state of crisis. And at the time I had, was holding on for more money. And when I finally left, I was just like, you know, I'm really done now. I'm just going to be done. I I left with, I did well, I did great. It's good enough Mm -hmm. for lots of good things. But in my mind, I was thinking like it should have been 80% more or something like that. A year out, I was like, wow, there's no, this, this new version of me is priceless. Like I feel like I'm living authentically. I feel like strong from a place where I didn't know strength existed inside of me, like in my heart. And I feel like I'm building things that are really meaningful and authentic for me, whether that's relationship with new dudes that are showing up in my life, a different kind of relationship with my partner, which doesn't mean you have to switch partners, but you can also switch the way you kind of start to understand the patterns between you and your partner and start to create a different type of relationship. It's not about like breaking everything and throwing everything away. It's about becoming more conscious of how you're showing up, more conscious about how you're authentically expressing your, your, what you really want. Like Mm -hmm. it sometimes guys don't say what they really want. They just like hold that shit in. Like, and maybe it doesn't have to be something like I want some crazy kinky thing or some crazy Porsche or whatever. It's just like, I just like want to like be calm and like have a beautiful breakfast and like lay on the couch. You know, it could be that simple. Like what my wants are. Yeah. And it sounds nice. Like it really does because we take on a lot. Yeah. And I think there's a lot sometimes of, of fear of missing out, you know, or there's, a routine or an environment or a community or whatever you've already gotten yourself into. And it becomes hard to, to break that. Like habits take a long time to develop and they can take an equally long time to break. 
I mean, if your habits are retail therapy and you walk by stores and you buy things thinking they're going to make you happy all the time, it's hard to walk by the stores, not go in and get something after yeah. a while. If, again, you wake up, do things a certain way, are around certain people, putting your kids in certain schools, doing whatever, playing on certain, and then all of a sudden, like, you're not, and the phone stops ringing or the emails decrease, you know? The, now, Those are you may be, hits. like, yeah. these other things, but... You may feel better about where you're going, but also feel, wait a minute, am I being, am I, am I being left behind or now out of that thing? You know, and how do I replace, compensate, or is any, or is that even necessary? To get used to saying, well, this does feel nice. I can have a nice, calm morning. I have nowhere to go this morning. I can drink my coffee. I can have this conversation with you, and I don't have to go. <clears throat> And do A, B, C, and D all day to feel good about myself. It's a little disarming. It's like, holy shit. Like I, and I've been talking to a guy recently who's, he's like, I could literally do anything I want today. There's no boundary. I could go anywhere, do anything, do these things, but I don't feel that connection to like my desire. Like, where's my value coming from, or what do I value? And I've been in that place before because that's where I've spent a lot of time in the past few years. And making that decision, it's almost like if you can think about all those things as like noise, like it's like a bunch of music, a bunch of different background music, the buying stuff or the, the relationship or the, the school and everything. And it's just like, where are you in that? Mm -hmm. So the key, it's not that those things are bad, but if you're not able to identify where you are in that, it can be challenging. And so what I really advise people to do is really to find, again, get into their core self, like really make sure that they're kind of consciously identifying with what their heartfelt desires are and having a real consciousness of why you're doing certain things. Um, do I, how can I love myself more today? There's something like, is this, so all these people are doing this thing, but how do I feel about going to that thing? Like, and why do I want to do that? Just asking a couple of questions below the surface of it to get into more consciousness of the actual actions. A lot of it's, again, my deepest kind of thread of wounding is like this feeling of not feeling good enough. Yeah. So I have to go do all these parties because I don't feel good enough. I have to go buy all this shit because I don't feel good enough. Or I have to do all these things for my girl because I don't feel good enough. I've gotten to a place to where... And even my partner now is like, you're beyond good enough. And I actually like you more when you don't do all that shit. <laughs> like, I like it more when you just like relax. And I just, she's like, it just turns me on when you just like relax and stop doing all the shit to be better. Not that I don't work out or do things for my own like health and nourishment, yeah. but all the more manic, frantic-y things. I was going to say, it's not the manic kind of um, frenetic pace, you know, of like... Yeah. Like, hey, just chill out a little bit. You know, she you... wants an oak that you're just. She's like, I want to fly around and I want to like land in the oak tree. Yeah, my wife says that to me. She's like, just like you can do less. Like you don't have to champion every single cause or take this whole thing on. Like or or like we can do a little less overall. I said, well, you can do a little less over here, too, by the way. I can do a little yeah. more over here, too. It's a I, yeah, like it's totally, it's totally, yeah. It's like, okay, if I can do less over here, then you should do a little less over here. I can do a little more over here. You should do a little more over here. Definitely, you know, 20 plus years into this, like, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of teamwork. But I was, I, I've started to get it and say, okay, 
do this, not that. Don't do both, okay? Like, focus on what's needed around here, not on what your perception of what everybody else may think or need or do or whatever. And again, it's okay to say no. It's okay not to, to run it. It's okay to say, hey, too late. You know, we've got what we need here. We're full, <laughs> whatever. And be like, okay, moving on to the next, moving on to the next thing and, and the ways to do it. But let me ask, I do, I do want to ask you this because we can talk about this and the processes that we go through and kind of how are you doing it. But I want to ask you directly is to the guys that are out there listening to this in their car and they're going, fuck, that's me, you know, or, oh, crap, or, oh, this is great. I've listened to Heath and Greg throw all their shit out on the table, you know, right now. How did they take that step? What is their process, whether it's through you or through anybody? Like, what do you encourage them to do first if they're even thinking about this? Is it reaching out to you through your website? Is it a phone call? Is it the assessment <clears throat> that you and I went went through, you know, er, early on. What do you think they need to do? Just taking a second because I really want to feel into if, of course, I want more people to come in and I'm happy to support and help more guys. Sure. I think the basis of, like, one of the first things we do in my process is figure out, like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And like sometimes guys will say like, I want this, but I, that's actually not it. That's like the Porsche thing, which I love Porsche. So I would love to drive a car too. So it's, I'm not like a anti-car guy, but there's always something, but there's some more meaning. So it's like, I, I want all these things for the experience of them, not because I need it to validate myself. Right. Mm-hmm. But I would really start to like really get guys to tune in to like, okay, what are your, what do you want? And if you're a, a nation state, what are your trade agreements? Like, what are you giving up when you go to work? Where are you doing shit that you don't want to be doing? Just think about that and write it down on a piece of paper. Where are you not doing the things that you really want to be doing? And from there, we kind of start to work out intentions. Then we look at the energetic patterns of what is, why you're doing the things that you don't want to be doing, what's keeping you out of the things that you do want to be doing, and start to work on clearing patterns and creating action strategies to get you in the lane that you want to be in. Mm -hmm. But on your own, like any of you guys that are out there can, you can make that list right now. You could just take some time and say like, where am I doing things that I don't want to be doing? What is the trade agreement I have with my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my wife, even my kids? Like, where am I in this trade agreement? Like negotiate, like you're the country of you. They're the country of them. Like, of course, if it's your child, you have a different responsibility, but and there's different dynamics in each relationship, but just having consciousness of what is your trade agreement with your job. I go here for eight hours and I give them my time and all of my energy and they give me a check. I don't get any pleasure out of it. Then I drag that brokenness that I've experienced all day into this love relationship, into my bed or into my other joyful experience. And like, that's really not good. So thinking about all of these things are inter- interrelated. Yep. And so just consciousness, I guess, would be the first thing is just to really stop fucking around with everything and trying to do and just sit and be with yourself and start to bring in some consciousness of like, what do you want and what's really going on today? You've got a list of things in a notebook in, in, 
that's out in front of us sitting here on the table. Yeah. I have like three post-its, okay? <laughs> like yeah. There's the difference between between us already in a, in, a lot of, in a lot of ways. I like to just kind of boom, put something out there and listen and then see where this takes us. What's on the list that we either haven't covered right now or that you feel is real important that you want to, that you want to put out there if I can put you on the spot? Yeah. I think that it's so important that you to know and to embody that when you can identify fear in your day-to-day and your decision-making process, whether it's fear of not being good enough, fear of not being anything, or fear of missing out, you can shift that to love very quickly. And that may sound silly from, to like a masculine audience, but like we all need love. We're love. Love is water. Love is oxygen. And we can shift this anxiety and fear into love and it will change everything. We can do that mentally and energetically. It's, it's a very easy course correct. So that's like a super tool. When you're scared, like how do you turn this fear into love? And just think about that. And from a relationship perspective, like I highly recommend renegotiating your love relationship with your partner, like on an annual basis, at least, if not certain aspects on a, a different a quarterly or a monthly basis because we all evolve over time and we're it's not like the deals are bad deals but they're kind of older deals like you kind of like you update your insurance policy on new things that happens in your life update the way you like engage with each other so and this can be you know i'm going through this now because i'm going through a bigger life change with my partner in terms of like where we live and bringing a new child in so it's a, we're renegotiating our love agreement. Yeah. And so I think that like, agree, don't feel stuck in agreements because when you feel stuck, like that's when the thing's going to break. It's, you need to, we're all empowered to make shifts. And like the, the biggest thing I want to end with is like, it's really scary. And there's a lot of fear when you don't know what's going on. And you're like, instead of attacking the issue head on and like putting in some structure, just like you do your workout to improve like in a balanced way, look at these areas of fear or where you're not feeling good or where you're not doing something you wanna be doing and make a plan and renegotiate and things can change. Like when you get into not making changes, not renegotiating, not in continue to act for fear and suppressing this stuff, that's when you have a real, that's where the crisis comes in. It's, that's, it's really amazing stuff. And one of the things that I take away from this as I listen to it is certainly I hear, I hear you say this right now and I think, wow, okay. Uh, if, if any of you guys are like me, like I have a lot of trouble. I struggle with saying a lot of these things. Or I know in my heart of hearts and in my head, we need to sit down and have that renegotiation. We need to have that discussion. It's not that I don't love you. It's not that I don't enjoy working with you or for you or whatever. But there's something that needs to be said or needs to be talked about. And it's very hard to do that. Easier to quit. Easier to, again, get divorced. Okay, yeah. easier to find a new agent, easier to do any, I mean, whatever yeah. else it is, always, always easier. But if you have trouble, like I do, saying these things that you think or that you know you need to do, just perhaps consider even taking this and playing it for that person, letting them listen to it. Because as I sit here and I listen to it, I go, oh, okay, you know what, fuck. This is I know this is a tough conversation to have. I know I need to have this. I need to have in this area. But I'm sorry, Kate, I'll throw you under the bus. Like we should be having this conversation. And you know what would be better? What would be better if when I hit 
stop on this and I upload this to Dropbox, like, let me just fucking email it to you and you should listen to this and you'll kind of have a better idea of where I'm coming from and what we should talk about. And it'll probably help because we've done this stuff before. Look, I can't say it. I can't express it as eloquently or as directly or as whatever. Or we, you know, so just listen to this. It's kind of like, hey, here's the song. You know, like we used to make the mixtapes or whatever it was to express your, you know, that really dates us, you know, overall. Like, hey, just listen to this because I can't say it like this. But, you know, you know, Springsteen said it best. You know, like, just listen to this. (laughs) They made a whole movie about this. So just use the material, use the content, whether it's printed, whether it's in podcast form, whether it's having a session with somebody like Heath who could be 50 miles away, 1,200 miles away when he gets to you know, thousands when it gets to Sweden or whatever, and then take it and use it in the best way you can if you have trouble doing it directly. And I think eventually you'll get better at doing it directly. But who really cares how you get your point across if you get your point across or what you've used to get it across if yeah. it helps you? Does that does that equate, you know, a little? I think there's just a lot of value in this too. And I do want to get across, this stuff costs. Like, it all, it all comes at a cost. And you... If you don't do it, I mean, it could be financial. We could choose to spend money on this kind of help and coaching. We could choose not to. We could choose to spend our money elsewhere. All this stuff comes with the cost mentally, emotionally, physically, financially. You just got to figure out where you want to, where you want to invest. Yeah. And this is, it's all related. Like it, it, and it's, it's, you can't compartmentalize something you're feeling at home and not think it's impacting your bank or your, your business and you can't, and and vice versa too. Yep. So I would, again, like different exercises, like learn, start talking about these things to your buddies. If you can't say it to your wife or your business partner, get your, get your buddy at the gym and just like find a space to talk about it. And like one of the beautiful exercises that I have in my relationship with my partner and with some of my guy friends is just like we just like I'll, I get five minutes you get five minutes I get ten minutes I just say whatever I need to say you don't have to fucking fix me I'm not going to fix you but just say whatever it is and we'll kind of talk about it a little bit and it lets you just kind of let it out so then you decompress and then it's like oh well now I can just talk about it from a calm way and I actually built a communication framework for couples with my partner so if guys want to DM me or hit me up I'm, I can send them a PDF of that exercise so how do we find you my website is consciousman.com. Instagram, Path of the Conscious Man. And my name is Heath Ellis. Hello at consciousman.com. That's about as easy as it gets. Mm-hmm. And I am Greg Scheiman, and this is the Midlife Mail Podcast. And this was an amazing hour with Heath Ellis. So check him out. Follow him, find him, reach out. If you've got questions, comments, want to learn more, hear more, or can't remember anything we just said, but you just want to DM me and find out how to get right in touch with Heath or point you in the right direction, I am happy to do that too. Find me at gregscheinman.com, at gregscheinman on Instagram. You can even find me through insgroup, insgroup.net. However, we're pretty reachable out there and, and pretty open, so... Take a shot at it. If you like what you hear, please tell your friends. Please tell your family members. Please spread the word around so that we can keep the path of the conscious man growing, the midlife male movement growing, and aggregate some great content, resources, and uh, and guys heading in the right direction to live their best lives possible. That is all for this week. Thank you for joining us, and uh, catch you on the next one. 
You've been listening to the Midlife Mail Podcast with Greg Scheinman, presented by Ends Group. Ends Group is ensuring success. For more information, visit endsgroup.net. All right, guys, I want to talk a little bit about Mascot Books. They are one of the country's leading hybrid book publishers, and they can take your big idea and transform it into a print or digital book that matches your voice and vision. Whether your story is one of growth, balance, success, or all of the above, Mascot Books will bring it to life. Head over to mascotbooks.com to learn more. I am a big believer that everybody has a story. Everybody's got a book in them. Not just the athletes, CEOs, entrepreneurs, risk takers, but everybody. You know you've got an idea for a book. If you do, if you want to put it out there, head on over to mascotbooks.com. These guys are the best in the business. I have known Naren Ariel and his crew at Mascot Books for years. I've had him on the Midlife Mail podcast. Go back and check that out. We've also had a couple of his authors on the show as well. If you've got that story in you, if you want to be an author, you can do it. Mascotbooks.com. want to thank these guys for supporting the show, keeping the Midlife Mail movement growing. Mascot Books. Check it out. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 